welcome to another episode of the Finding the Dash podcast. I'm Mark Mullins, your host, joined today by Brother Chad Clifton. Brother Chad, good to have you in the studio today. Hey, good to be here with you, Mark. Once again, we are joined by two of our heroes. Yes, sir. The Finding the Dash, Brother Steve Hilton, Sister Carla Hilton. They've been a blessing not only to you and I, Brother Chad, but to many people um, in this county, in this state, and across the states, really. Yes, um, sir. And so if you don't believe me, just ask your in-laws, you know, your son-in-laws and daughter-in-laws, you know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but it's good to have you back in uh, back in studio this week. Last week was a was a wonderful time, Brother Chad. Yes, it was. Got a good glimpse in the history and really where y'all came from, you know, and how you end up where you are now. Um, I do have a question. Going back to a topic we was talking about last week, you're talking about ministry and um, uh, the ministries you've been involved with. Um Brother Steve, can you tell us a little bit about when you felt called to to the ministry, you and Sister Carla? Uh, sure. Uh, it's going to be a little bit odd. I, I'm going to tell you about one ministry that I'm still involved in. With, All right. That's uh, really kind of unusual, and it, it's a ministry of moderating the services here. Absolutely. Do you realize I've been doing that uh, probably 30-some years now? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think about moderating services is a ministry, but it is. It is. Uh, it takes an anointing. So I just mm-hmm. I'll go back to start with that. You mentioned Brother Zane Childers a while ago when when Brother Ronnie Matney left our church. He had been leading the services here. So that Brother Webb had asked me to lead a service or two, and I can't hardly remember, but I think Brother Zane was doing it some too. So it kind of, I came to church one night, and it kind of came down till I could, uh, it's going to have to be decided who was going to do that. And so me being a young man, Mm -hmm. I, I preferred Brother Zane. And I'll never forget Brother Zane telling me that it was time, you know, for him to to not do that, I guess you'd say, and for me to take that, and so I started leading leading services in, and I can almost uh, feel the Lord is telling you about this. Moderating a service is very important. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. I, I know that's that, uh, and a lot of people think that's an odd thing, but there, uh, but you can have such an effect on the service mm-hmm. by the way you get up and lead that service getting people to worship god uh mm. testifying uh there was a there was a lot of time and still are a lot of times i come to church i have got just a little bit of an ideal what brother webb or whoever's going to preach on that service just a just a basic mm. idea of what's going to happen in that service but it's it's very important uh if you have a good worship service, then when the preaching starts, uh, the minister gets up and preaches. That 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 helps their message go over better and work better. But uh, and if it's uh, a ministry just as much as preaching that I feel like the Lord called me to do was leading services at, at King Mountain Church. Mm-hmm. Of course, the pastor was involved in that. He asked me to do it, but I felt I felt the burden to do that. And I've enjoyed that as much as anything uh, all these years that I've done that. Yeah. And when you talk, you talk about uh, preaching. I felt 
I've been kind of odd with that with me. I felt the Lord pulling me that way. I remember talking to Brother Webb about it years ago. I went over to his house one day and, and talked to him about it. And I've not had a preaching ministry uh, going out, and you all know as well as I do, going out. It, it's not for everybody right. to go out, you know, all over preaching. I've always felt like uh, my ministry was mostly right here at Keene Mountain. And uh, so that's that's a lot of uh, of where I've stayed at. But I still feel the Lord inspiring me and, and, and touching me and, and giving me those messages. Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely. He's talking about uh, moderating the service, Brother Steve. And um, I guess for years, I just kind of took it for granted. You know, you come to church and you listen to the singing and, you know, whoever's moderating service, you know, mm-hmm. leads the service. And, uh, but man, it's a couple, a couple of times when Brother Steve ain't been here and uh, they get to the bottom of the barrel <laughs> and they find me, yeah. you know. And then when you get up be- behind the pulpit in front of the church and everybody's looking at you, that's when you really start to appreciate people like Brother Steve. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I don't know the times, Brother Chad, I've come to church and, and had something on my heart. And, uh, you know, just being a, being a preacher, you don't want to get up every service. I mean, right. You know what I'm saying? I guess probably not a lot of harm to that other than people just wear people out, you know. But um, but I'd have something on my heart coming to church, and we'd be up here singing congregationals. And I'd just say a little prayer for the Lord's will. It's a nice night. You know, maybe I'll take prayer requests or something, you know. And that would be kind of a flag. But probably more than that, I'd have the prayer when we were singing, you know, congregationals that, Lord, please don't let Brother Steve ask me to testify. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're talking about a guy, you know, Brother Steve, that, that prays and, uh, uh, you know, meditates on the service, you know, and, and for God's God's leadership in the service and yeah. to use him to lead it appropriately, um, I can testify to that, man. He's a, he's a praying man, and yes. God's used him over and over and over again. And so I just want to appreciate you for that. Yes, sir. Now both of y'all have a lot of a uh, lot of study time uh, over your years of ministry in the school and in the and in the church. Question I have for you today is: Do you have any tips for teachers, Sunday school teachers, or for young preachers or uh, people interested in ministry when it comes to studying? Was there anything particular you guys did as a uh, a systematic approach, or that you did every week when you was prepping for Sunday school class, or that you did every Sunday morning? Anything come to mind? Any particular books, concordance? Well, I, I used the Strong's and Matthew Henry, and I would just pray, and it seemed like I could just sometimes would hear a subject in my mind. I guess I feel like the Lord would just tell me something, and, and I would just take that topic and get them study books out and just go searching through my Bible and... I'd get on my knees a lot and cry because I always felt like I maybe just didn't do uh, do it justice or whatever, if you could say it that way, but um, beg the Lord, you know, just to help me and to open my eyes and my heart and um, just help me to touch a heart, you know, when Amen. I went up there. So my, my studying is uh, you got to put time into it. You got to get your mind off everything else and on what you're studying. And I guess me and her share. We both use uh, a lot of different commentaries. I read a lot of different people's ideals, and I, I like to uh, 
I like to go back to the Greek and, and Hebrew and break scriptures down by their words mm-hmm. and get their meaning. As far as getting a lesson, uh, you've got to pray right. and get the mind of the Lord. And, and you you can take your Bible and read it, and you all felt it before too now that you'll just have a scripture jump out at you. And yeah. you're, you know that's that's something you're needing to, to teach on. So you just got to take that scripture and and like you you was talking about Brother Finley doing, uh, you got to read the chapters before, the chapters after, and really uh, get the meaning of that scripture and, and teach it like that. Solid advice, Brother Chad. Yes, it is. Very solid. What do you think about this statement? Sometimes people make different statements and one of the statements that people may make is that they feel like God has got is limited in the sense that there may be an age limit on who God can use what do you think about that statement you mean far as young or old mm-hmm. right on <clears throat> you know one of the things we've always tried to focus on in this podcast is saying it don't matter what age you are if you're five years old if you're 50 years old if you're 100 years old god has a purpose and a plan for you and of course there's you know there may be some out there who's like okay that one's just too little they just gonna get in the way they're gonna you know are they is there necessarily an age limit of okay you're too young to do anything for god or you're too old to do anything for god i don't think there's a age limit i can remember when Stephanie first started singing, I I knew she had a little talent. I could mm-hmm. tell she did, and I don't sing. I mean, I sing, but I don't sing great. And I would encourage her. I would push her. I would help her get little songs together and 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 encourage her to come to chapel and sing. Yeah. And I just think, and you know, and she's all these years she stepped out and sung for the Lord. Yes. And um, I don't think they could be. You know, there's not no age limit. I see these little kids here at chapel. These little young kids can get around their little friends praying and have such a heart and cry those tears and just hug each other and encourage one another. And I think mothers, um, you know, me as a mom, I mean, I can encourage these ladies. I think grandmas can encourage. I think there's no limit. Yes. One thing I've always said, you, uh, for parents, you you got to be careful. Uh, you watch your kids, watch them as they're growing up. You uh, you don't raise those kids up as far as their abilities to be uh, what you want them to be. You got to you got to look you got to look at your kid and see what their talents and their abilities are, and you got to focus on that. And let them develop that in the Lord and use that, whether it be singing or a ministry of some kind. But I've seen parents have something in their mind they wanted their kid to be, and their kid just wasn't built for that. Right. But you just got to look at what God has made that kid, the qualities He's put in that kid, and you got to key in on those. Right. And. They was, um, and a lot of times, um, you know, and I think we said this on the episode the other day, people look at ministry, when when they hear the word ministry, they simply think of preaching and that's it. 
And the ministry is so much more than that. Ministry is it's it's singing. It's 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 helping your neighbor. That I mean, that's a ministry. If you you know, there there's so many things in ministry. But um, there's a there's a friend of mine, uh, and uh, he back before he got saved, he 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 was a rough looking character, uh, and. He always, though, although he didn't go to church, he always sent his little girl to this youth camp. And this one night, he went to the service there. And they was, I guess there was people probably had asked him to come and pray and things, and he was able to say, you know, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. But during that service, his little girl, his little girl went back and took, took her old rough daddy by the hand, you know, and said, Daddy, I think it's time you come and pray. And he said, my heart just burst in me. And he said, I just started bawling. And this guy is one of the, the, the nicest, most humble guys you ever meet now. And uh, he's great. And he has such a desire to help these these youth camp and, and things. And um, and it's, it's all stemmed from the action of a child, you know. And so there's things a child might can do that an adult would never get across. So I mean that that that's my feel on it too is I I I'm, I agree with you all and that's I know that's a, a wild question but we the reason we ask it is to try to drive that point home of God's got something for for everyone. I've noticed uh, when a lot of times when our services do really get going mm-hmm. really good, it'll be a lot of your children that starts getting in first. Yep. You know they'll they're worship. sensitive to it. Yeah, yeah. they worship and 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 a, and a child seems to not have the fear that we as adults develop. They're not afraid of, well, how's it going to look if I take off running? Or how's it going to look if I, you know, they, they just run. They feel it and they just, they're gone. Uh, where the rest of us are like, you know. Yeah, I take I'm my muscle be, yeah, I take, Am I going to just like make it halfway down the aisle and not be able to make it no further, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, they just, they, they, they go with it. And uh, and I, I think you can look at the other end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna be 60 here next year, this 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 May. Uh, and there's still a lot of ministry to do. Yes, sir. But time you get where I'm at, and a lot of people are, you should uh, you should have a lot of wisdom, and a lot of understanding of the spirit of God, and the ones that's coming on you can really be a, a big help to them yes, in, in directing them in their lives yes sir so uh as we get older we people get older like sister helen Meadows, you know mm-hmm. we we don't push them aside but we talk to them and when they got something to say we listen because there's so much wisdom there there's so much we can learn yes. from them I agree with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. In your ministry, uh, Brother Steve and Sister Carla, um, interested to know if there was any obstacles that you guys had to overcome. Um, was it always rainbows and unicorns? <laughs> or was was there ever any uh, rough spots or obstacles that you kind of had to, had to work through? Sure. You had a lot of financial difficulties. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. And you always, uh, a, a real Christian that's got some humility in their life, you always feel inadequate. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I, I don't know if I know anybody really 
there's probably something wrong with somebody that's got a ministry that don't fit. You always feel inadequate. And you got to get to the place in your life where that you know God can take the little bit you can give to that, and he can take it and do great things with it. So that's an obstacle people have to overcome in about any kind of ministry. Uh, we are inadequate for what we're doing. It's, it's such a, a great work that's being done. But we have to learn to overcome that and just do our best and give God the glory and watch him take it and, and do something with it then. And I can say that the Lord's always met our needs. Always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like God. Yes, it really. does. Yeah. He's faithful. Absolutely. And, then you, and you have odd things happen. I've, I've had people come up uh, teaching Sunday school class I've had people come in that class at, at times that really didn't need to be in there. And it, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, sometimes it's like, like they're an obstacle you got to overcome. Yes, just, sir. It is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I need to. We yeah. Might. <laughs> yeah. I, I get it, Brother Steve. You don't have to say my name. <laughs> it's going back to we know who's not on the favorite list now. No, I'm kidding, Mark. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had the Lord deal with me one time teaching Sunday school, and I was just struggling with it. Uh, I'd get up in class, and I'd done there all my preparation like I needed to, but I'd still struggle with that. Uh, getting my words out and and teaching that class and, and the Lord dealt with my heart one time that the devil don't don't want those kids to get the word of God so he he you he is going to resist you and you do got to fight that battle yes you do and you just uh, you just got to dig in when you're up teaching preaching singing leading the service whatever. Uh, you got to overcome that resistance and that hindrance and push on with it. You just by faith, you just got to do it. Brother Steve, I've heard you mention a few times in church services about different books and stuff that you've read, read and um, thoughts you've got out of those books. Interested to know if you two have any particular favorite books or authors that you like to read from or you would recommend to the listeners? Sure, several of them. You, you got any you want to go first? <laughs> well, I have to say Clarence McCartney's one of my favorite writers. I read a lot of Man, there's a bunch of them. Uh, uh, Guy King, I love his his writing. And about anybody that I'm on, a, and a lot of people won't agree with this when it comes to commentaries, uh, Matthew Henry's one of my favorite commentaries to use. Just, uh, I can't say that I agree with him on every little thing, but the biggest part of it right. I do. There's a lot of good books out there. Just uh, good sermon books from men and years gone by that you can really learn a lot from. What about favorite songs or favorite hymns? Sister Carly, you was talking about Stephanie being a young girl and uh, he was encouraging her to sing. Um, do you remember in the first songs that she would sing in the house? Well, I'm thinking the song that she sang in church the other night, God Will Make This Trial a Blessing. I'm pretty sure that's one of them that I helped her get. Um, we just had a little notebook, and and um, I, I wanted to say this about uh, when we went to Oklahoma one year, 
and Shay Boyd asked her to lead the little kids choir and she, you know, she could do it, but she'd never been around that big of a crowd and we, we really insisted on her doing it and she did shed tears, but the Lord really helped her and from that point on, um, you know, I, I could, she just sang different songs and the Lord would, would be with her and help her and, uh, you know, I felt like, I guess I just rejoiced because I tried to push her to, you know, to do it. And not to say that Rosalind and Beth, you know, they're great too. And, and uh, I guess they're a little bit more on the backward side uh, than what Stephanie has been. But um, I'm just thankful for what the Lord has done in all their lives. And I'm expecting some great and mighty things with, Absolutely. with them. You know, I don't know if anybody really pushed me to sing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, mom and dad would tolerate me. You know, my, my siblings was, and church tolerates me well, fairly frequently. Like me. But, yeah, I don't know if anybody really you know pushed me. It might have been a reason. I have to talk to mom. So I, I could say Rosalind was a praying girl, and being here at school and, and in church, she little girl praying through to the Holy Ghost. And I even saw my Bethany when she was about four years old having mm-hmm. the stammering lips she never did go through the holy ghost but i've seen that on her too and that's awesome that's awesome brother steve you got a favorite hymn or sister carly you got a favorite hymn in the book that stands out to you i like all of the hymnal i like all those songs i really do yeah one in particular i don't i don't think yeah so many, yeah. yeah so many in the book. I, I love them all. Rock of Ages. I, lo- I just love them all. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think there's just something special. Not like I'm not uh, encouraging anyone to be late for church, but I think there's just something when you're, when you're, if, if you do happen to be late and you're rushed and you're stressed and you're just trying to get, and you get like to the end of that sidewalk right there and you mm-hmm. can hear the singing coming out the doors. And when you hear that, that congregational singing and those old songs just flow. Man, it just it totally changes your your whole mindset. It just puts you mm-hmm. in a whole different place. There's something about those old songs that just yeah. I mean they they get a hold of you. Absolutely. What about uh, any favorite book of the Bible or scriptures or passages that comes to mind? It's all good. We know that, but is there anything yeah, that really stands out to you? Uh, I had a scripture I was going to even read. All right, that go ahead. Great. That'd be all right. Yeah, absolutely. Titus, for the grace of uh, Titus, chapter 2, verses 11, probably down to about 14. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that de- denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, uh, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. And I am so glad that he appeared in my life. Yes. He dealt with my heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a wonderful scripture. Rusty? I'm trying Go ahead, Carl. Well, this is changing gears again, but I guess I would just like to tell anyone that's hearing me 
um, how much it has meant down through the years when someone would encourage me in the Lord. And I'm, I mean, just, just as in talking and hearing the church, a pat on the back, a hug, a kind word. Um, people slipped us money, you know, and they told us they loved us and knowing people was praying for us. Yeah. If we could just all, and we're all busy in our own little worlds and, and we're just coming and going and I know how it is with life. But if we could just take a few minutes and just give somebody a smile, oh, yeah. um, just meet someone in the grocery store and smile, um, you know, just 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 show a little love, and yes. uh, it goes a long ways. And I always remember good things people's done for me all down through the years, even if it was bringing me something to the hospital when I was there, you know, knowing somebody prayed a prayer for me, just whatever. But we just need to love each other. Absolutely. That's the truth. You know, that's a ministry everybody can get involved with, Brother Chad. Yes, sir. That's we need more love in this world, with. that's for sure. Yeah. And not love of self. <laughs> There's enough of that love of self going on. Right. Absolutely. We, we need to learn to love one another. If we loved each other as much as we love ourselves, this world would be a whole lot better place. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Brother Steve? One of my favorite from early on was the hand of the Lord was on Elijah and he ran before the king's chariot all the way to Jezreel. I ought to know where that's at, but anyway, I ain't got it. And I guess the reason that's one of my favorite, because uh, after I got the baptism in the Holy Ghost, when the Spirit of God would move on me, I would run. Yes. And, I, and I knew what Elijah was feeling when he would felt that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Now, didn't you get the baptism of the Holy Ghost right here behind the, the old organ that I used did. to sit here? There used to be an organ sit yeah, there. Yeah, that's what and, I thought. And, boy, there's a lot can be said about that, too. Oh, if you're yeah. praying for the Holy Ghost, you just got to get down, and you just got to get in the mindset, Lord, I'm not getting up till yes. you fill me with the Holy Ghost. And the night I got the Holy Ghost, that's, that's what I'd done. I'd made up my mind I wanted it, and God had it for me. And I can remember down there laying back there on the floor praying. And different times I started to get up. In my mind, I'd think, well, I'm, I'm going to get up. I'm done. And I'd go back to that statement, God, I'm not getting up till you fill me with the Holy Ghost. And, I, and I got the baptism that night. Sister Alice Arms was there with me in particular. She, would, uh, she started speaking in tongues. And when she started speaking in tongues, and I started to. And uh, got filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of the people that listen to us, brother Chad, other than uh, you and I, you know, playing. Well, we're two of the three. We're two of the three. But the third person, sometimes the third person that listens to these episodes, uh, is a young person, and you guys have dealt with young people for decades, really, a lot of experience, and. Um, I know how I have been in the past. You know, I, I, I've dealt with mistakes that I've made and um, things that I've done wrong. Uh, sometimes things that I knew was right to do and I wouldn't do it or just flat out just done wrong. But in your wisdom and years of experience with dealing with young people uh, and even older people, do you have any advice that you would give someone in that situation that's trying to recover uh, from mistakes? and find their way back to where they know they should be. Sure. You want to answer? 
Well, I say when you fall down, you get back up. And that's, you know, I, I just pray through and know that the Lord forgives and he forgets and that you can just, you can, you can make it to heaven. You don't have to stay down when you get down. I've, I've erred in ways and I just get back on my knees and pray and cry and tell the Lord how sorry I was when I feel like I failed him. And, uh, and I know, you know, you'll feel it in your heart. He forgives. But you got you can't stay down. You stay down. You you know that, that ain't good. You can't do that. You got to keep on going. Sound advice. I remember when I was a younger Christian, I used to think that people had uh, they'd went so far that they couldn't get back. Boy, was I wrong about that. Yes. I got a deeper understanding of the grace of God, and God can take any life that will 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 turn themselves over to Him completely. I don't care what they what's in their past. It don't matter what they've done. They can get back to God. They can turn away from that past, and they can move forward and live for God. And they got to learn to turn their back on their past. Of course, repent of it, get it fixed. Turn their back on it. Keep a prayer life. Read your Bible. Be consistent, faithful to church, and live for God. And, and you can you can live above your past. Yeah. Solid advice. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Solid advice. I've seen it. My last question I have for you uh, as we wind down this episode, I'm interested to know if if you two could have a challenge to the young people today um, in our churches or even out of our churches, a challenge to the young people in general, what would it be? Live a holy, dedicated life in the middle of a wicked and crooked and perverse generation. Amen. And you can do that. Yes, sir. Yeah. That is great. That is great, great advice. That is good advice. Brother Chad, I sure have enjoyed this episode this week, uh, just as much as I did last week. Yes, sir. It was a pleasure to have our, our guest with us today. Uh, for our audience members, thank you for tuning in once again this week. And until next time, let's make every moment count. When I win this war, I've got a church.